Welcome to another Western Ag Life Voices podcast, where we celebrate the people that make up the rich fabric of the Western lifestyle. Please do us a favor and thank the sponsors, because without them, we couldn't bring you these free podcasts. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Western Ag Life podcast. My name is Matt Arndt, along with Paul Ramirez and Dean Fish, here to bring you another one of our Western Ag Voices episodes. And on this episode have the privilege of Mr. Jason Hirschberger joining us out of Congress, Arizona. And uh, for those of you that don't know Jason, he is uh, an esteemed individual in the in the horse business, several disciplines, uh, roping, reining, uh, cow horse cutting. And um, Jason is going to kind of tell us about his background in that and, and his family and, and their involvement really in a lot of aspects of the equine business. And then he's also going to... Uh, Fill us in on his horse sale coming up on the the uh, 29th of February at Westworld. They're going to have uh, quite the arsenal of consignments there. Good horses that for fit any discipline and and um, several events that are going to be happening there. So, Jason, how is uh, life in Congress today? It's good. You know, we were blessed with all that rain. We got four and a half inches of rain here over the last ten days, and wow. we're sure enough. We're sure enough happy with it, but I'm glad that it quit so we can get back on these horses and get back to training on them. So, uh, no, things are good. You know, it's a beautiful day today. And uh, we, uh, we're, like you guys said, we're getting ready for the horse sale. And uh, I've got 10 horses from my program that are consigned in the sale. Um, and we can talk about that later if you want me to talk a little bit about what, you know, how I got to this point yeah. in my family, but I can do that first, you know. Yeah, Jason, tell us a little bit of kind of your background and, um, okay. you know, kind of you where bet. you grew up and, um, you know. How well, you- yeah, you know, I grew up in Peoria, Arizona, so just there northwest of Phoenix. And, uh, you know, I was involved with junior rodeo and high school rodeo and uh, AQHA quarter horse shows in the roping. And then I got involved with the cow horse end of it. And I was involved in the, you know, Peoria High School and the FFA, and I, mean, I got a pretty good ag background as far as just, I was fortunate when I was young to know a lot of people and, uh, you know, take everything I learned and, and, and build it into uh, my training program, which I was fortunate when I was young to ride with a lot of top trainers and learn from different guys about training horses. And, uh, you know, that's dating way back to, I mean, we're talking uh, the late eighties when I kind of started training for the public when I was still in high school and uh, taking a few outside horses. And then I went rodeo on for several years there and um, got back into training and, and showing a lot of horses in the HUHA and the roping and the cow horse. And I got more involved with the NRCHA and the cow horse and then the NCHA um, for a few years. I'm not training so much in the cutting anymore. I can still, I still like to train a cutting horse, but, I'm kind of focusing more on the roping and, and you know, still a little bit the cow horse. I do do quite a bit. The last few years, I've judged a lot of shows in the AQHA and the roping and the NRCHA and the cow horse. And I do enjoy, enjoy judging. It's kind of kind of cool to go out and travel to the United States. And, and actually, I did travel to Mexico last fall in Chihuahua, judged the first ever AQHA roping quarter horse show down there. So, I've been pretty fortunate to get to do quite a bit of that and, and, and stuff. So, you know, my wife, I met her in Utah when I was training horses uh, for some people called Cow and Select Horses. And 
she was there training as well, which is sure enough. When I met her in she, 1992, I was not looking for a wife or a girlfriend, but there she was, you know, so we, we met and kind of went from there and, and, uh, you know, we raised our boys in Arizona and it's been a pretty blessed life. T- as far tell us as, your, tell us your, uh, your three boys and their age. Well, what, we got what Wyatt. They're doing. Yeah. You bet. You bet. So Wyatt's our oldest son. He's 25 and, uh, he's kind of an entrepreneur. He's, uh, He's, he's announcing some show horse shows, and he's actually reading pedigrees at yeah. quite a few horse sales. I heard him read the pedigrees um, at the Heritage, and that man. Yeah, what? he got. Yeah, he got uh, wow. very very fortunate to get involved with Heritage Place. He's in good. They're in Oklahoma there. City. Yeah, well, Spence Kidney, you know, he kind of took him under his wing, and Spence trained him, I guess you'd call it. Yeah, and kind of refined his his, you know, because he liked how white sounded, and he said, "Okay, I want to train you," and, and he said, "Okay," and so he started doing that, and he's. You know, plus, he does, does a that, good job at it. He does, yeah. and an added bonus for him, you know, and, and I'm not saying they all don't, but uh, I guarantee you he knows what a good horse is and way they should Well, be, he does, and, and and Wyatt, his, the way his brain works, he can he remembers those horse pedigrees and bloodlines. Man, It's yeah. pretty cool, you know. It kind of blows my mind. I'm like, he'll tell me a certain horse this, and it's the best to cross it with this stallion with this mare, and I'm like, okay, that's cool, you know, and yeah. he knows this stuff. He, he has a bright um, future. Yeah, are... and he's also, he got involved. He started, he opened a little tack shop here in Congress and uh, selling tack and head style, you know, bridles and bits and furs. And now he's selling Jeff Smith saddles and he's doing really well. And he actually bought Jeff Smith's trailer and he's doing, going to some shows and, and uh, he, he really enjoys that, seems like, and he's doing well with that. So he's kind of got a lot going on. Um, our middle son is Garrett. And he's, uh, matter of fact, he turns 22 today, his birthday. Oh. Uh, and this is, uh, what, February 12th. So he um, turns 22. He's actually at Weber State University in Ogden, Utah. He's going to graduate this spring with a construction management degree. And uh, so he's doing well with that. And he's still roping a lot. He's college rodeoing up there in the Rocky Mountain region. And he's been having, a, so far, a pretty you know good season up there. Um. Gavin's our youngest son. He's 20, and he goes to Cochise College down in Douglas, Arizona, which is kind of funny because that's where I went 30 years ago. And actually, all three of our boys went <laughs> to Cochise. Somehow we got, you know. Were yeah. you at Cochise when Pancho Villa was there? <laughs> yeah, he was running. <laughs> that, was, that was a while ago, yeah. No, man. He, he's got to be careful. Was, you and I graduated pretty close. I'm a class 89er, you know, so I was yeah, down in that country too. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's kind of funny. We've all kind of ended up in southern Arizona, and like Gavin, he loves it. He day works on a lot of ranches, and he's going to graduate from Cochise with uh, a business degree this spring. So yeah, I'm met, proud of my boys. They all got something going on. Yeah, I, I'm going to brag on uh, on your youngest boy. He's I've met him several times, and you know he's uh, certainly setting himself up to be a world class cowboy. He's you know one of me. Yeah, he. Well, he uh, you know be, he is. He loves. Cowboy, and yeah, he'll be as handy outside in the brush as he will be in the arena. And, and then, you know, commend you uh, to you and your wife, uh, Nikki. Uh, you know, um, you guys have raised three really good boys, and you know, it must feel you know, it must be quite an honor to know that you know, society's better, um, because you put three yeah. kids on the planet. Well, I appreciate that, and, and I really do appreciate that. And, and like I said, Nikki, she's 
Yeah, she's you know like, like you say, and and uh, you know horses the the female side's the the dominant. I'm gonna tell you, she's a good mother, and she she those boys she raised them with a lot of love, but they also have a lot of respect. And, yes, and uh, they, uh, I'm, yeah, we're definitely proud of them, and you should be, and uh, they they do you know out in society they they uh, make us proud you know with all they're doing and yeah and, and, and uh, so while we're staying with genetics there, you know, uh, what about your mom and dad? What did they do? And, you know, how did you? Yeah, you know, they, well, I was a roper. Yeah, you know, I mean, my, my mom and dad are doing well. They're doing good. And and my wife's parents are doing good as well. And, and you know, just, man, we're so fortunate because it came from the generations before us. Like, we came from really good families, you know, and my wife did and I did as well. And, I mean, I can just we molded ourselves after that. I mean, I think we were just so fortunate to, to be born into families that were together and, you know, a lot of love and a lot of work, hard work, man. I mean, my dad and my father-in-law, them the two hardest working guys I know, you know? So, I mean, I think it kind of hopefully trickles down to what we're doing. And, um, yeah, my dad, you know, he ropes and he's still roping and he slowed down quite a bit and he's got a few things, things this last year but he's actually doing pretty good now and and he still gets after it and ropes with this and stuff that uh and uh so yeah i mean i think we're so fortunate and a lot of it is we can attribute that to our families and how we were raised and um we probably had a, a good uh foundation there to, to hopefully raise our boys the right way so i think we can sure enough attribute that you know to, to our families you know yep for sure um yeah so, Jason, I guess this is your 19th annual sale coming up, I believe. Is that right? Yes, sir. That's right. You know, and, and we kind of talked about, I started, we started this 19 years ago. And, you know, I was showing horses at the time a lot and, and going down the road a lot, showing quarter horses. And I, I liked it a lot. You know, I mean, I've slowed down from going up and down the road. I still don't mind it, you know, but just kind of slowed down a little bit. And, and uh, I'm actually doing, uh, working with Southwest risk management and insurance doing property casualty insurance. So, you know, I don't know if that's really my, what you call my exit plan from training horses, but definitely another avenue that I'm going to go with pursuing some stuff to, you know, make an income basically. And so I don't got to train as many. I still love to train horses. I'm not going to quit doing it, but I'll just maybe slow down a little bit. But so anyway, 19 years ago, I told Nikki, hey, we're going to put on a horse sale. And she looked at me like I was crazy. But she did say, you're crazy, you know. And she said, what are you talking about? I said, no, we, we can do it, you know, because I've I been going said, to. said, can do it, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah and, and, <laughs> she didn't have a choice. Uh, you know, yeah. It, she's like, all right. You're, she, she's got on board with some of, my, some of my crazy ideas over the years. And, and uh, I sure thank her for that, you know. But. So, but I've been going to like the rain tower security to the horse sale and checking and observing that and the raining security and, and seeing how they were produced, seeing what was going on. Um, and I made friends with some of those guys that were working there. And uh, Stacy Lee's a good friend of mine from Oklahoma. And Stacy helped me start it 19 years ago. He, he came out and, and anyway, uh, we started there at Dunn's Arena, right, which was out our back door. We, they were our neighbors. We lived in Litchfield Park. And uh, so we, and, you know, I kind of thought, man, this is going to work. Because how I started it was I was selling quite a few horses at the time. 
And people were calling me quite a bit. Hey, I need a horse. I need a head horse. I need a heel horse. I'm looking for a cow horse. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to do something. I'm going to get all these horses in one day, in one place, and we'll sell them all in one day. And I'll take consignments from my friends. And, uh, and uh, let's try it, you know. And uh, sure enough, the first year it did work. I mean, Ray Siggins, man, he helped me out. He bought some nice horses and Doug Williamson and, Oh, several other guys. I mean, just help me out, get it started. And it, it worked, you know, after three years, we're like, man, this thing worked again, you know? And it was just, my goal was to get all these horses together and these good trainers and consigners bringing them. And, uh, you know, over this whole year, the 19 years, well, these, when the consignments are coming in, I haven't seen every horse, but I know every consigner. And if they tell me, Hey, this horse is what he is. Well, then I know it's, it's what they say, you know, so I have a lot of confidence in our consigners and they're bringing these horses all over the United States and Canada. Um, this year we have quite a few from Can Alberta, which is great. I have a lot of friends up there as well. And um, so it's just kind of fun and cool to see it go 19 years and we're just going to keep doing what we've been doing. Um, you know, stay in our lanes, so, so to speak, is what we're trying to do is sell good quality horses that are you know, we call it the performance horse sale. So, I mean, I want the horse to be doing some type of dis. It can be a young horse, as long as they're broke and riding good. We can call it, a, you know, prospect. But um, everything has to be under saddle and working pretty good. And, and you know, cow horse reining, roping—that's our goal to sell. You know, and so that's kind of what we started out with, and and uh, just try to keep it going. You know, and keep it real and keep it like. Um, you know, we're going to be very, I guess you call it transparent with the, with the buyer, the people that are coming to buy the horses. Like we're going to show them, um, Thursday, the 29th, they're at Westworld. We're going to have a little ranch riding competition, but you know, ranch riding in the AQHA classes now, and then the years to have, um, the shot shows in Texas, it's gotten big. It's just almost anyone can compete, you know, older ladies and stuff. And, um, just a nice broke horse to do a little pattern, maybe a little trail course. People like just to get out with their horses and uh, compete, you know? So we're going to have a little ranch riding competition to show off whichever horses that are consigned in the sale, that they can do that. And then that starts at two o'clock on that Thursday, the 29th, which this year there's 29 days in February. So, um, and then right after that, we're going to have a heading and healing competition which is going to this year we're going to do a little different we used to have a we used to always have a jackpot we're going to have a futurity format which any age of horse that's consigned in the sale every horse that's going to be demonstrated there thursday afternoon is going to be a consignment in the sale and we're going to see these horses go full contact to see which one's going to come out the top head and horse and healing horse of that day you know and then the, the sale is actually Friday, March 1st at 1 o'clock, and we're going to preview them again Friday morning at 9, and we're going to show them doing all the different disciplines. So we show these horses quite a bit there in two days, and uh, I think the buyers can really get a, a good feeling of what they're bidding on, what the horse is going to be doing. And uh, then we have our website. That's, it's, I'm really happy with the website. and It's got a lot of information on it. And all the consigners' phone numbers and videos and pictures. And people can go and, and track down, you know, get on there and find the phone number, call these consigners. And literally, 
even these a lot of these horses are from out of state or even the Canadian horses. They're in Arizona, so there's a really good opportunity. We got three weeks left, you know, two and a half weeks, whatever, to go get a hold of these guys and go try these horses out. So by the time the sale gets here, you will know for sure what they're bidding on. So I'm just really happy with how we're, you know, what we've done and created and our website that we can throw the information out there and people that are wanting to buy a horse can feel very comfortable and confident in what they're going to bid on that day on that March 1st. Yeah, I think um, your your name is certainly certainly synonymous with high quality performance horses, and I think you also you know well you helped my friends out with another sale in the area, and you know, and I think you know for sure having a successful horse sale, having you involved is a is a big part of that. Um, well, well, I appreciate that. You know, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna say um, I think that. Um, when we when we look at look at these horse sales, I mean, the internet has really changed that marketing, you know, or let, at least let us advance quite a bit in that marketing and how we're able to to do that. Like you're talking about the online catalog and so forth, and you know, I guess yeah. what what a I mean, would you have ever predicted 19 years ago when you started this where that market for these horses would be today? No, that's the man. It's you know, it's gotten. You know, pretty crazy, but the, you know, good horses are worth money. I mean, they're hard to find, and um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of relevant. I mean, look what a new pickup costs. You know, so horses, everything's went up and and stuff. So, um, you know, I think the trainers are getting paid for what they're bringing. They're putting a lot of time and effort in these horses, and you know, these horses are averaging. You know, we're we're selling horses in the you know, twenty five, thirty, fifty thousand, sixty thousand dollar range. Well, that's what it. You know, that's what they cost, and, and the cost to get them there. So, I mean, it's great for for that. And um, I don't know that I could have predicted that nineteen years ago, but but back then, even then, we were selling horses for, you know, twenty five, thirty thousand was. So I go back every once in a while, look at our prices, and it's kind of interesting, but. You know, good horse has always been worth some money. And uh, for me, like, people want a horse that's safe. And there's you can't even put a, a, a money value on that. You know, if you're buying a horse for your, your kids or your wife or whatever, I mean, so that's, there's no no price. It's, it's almost too much. So for me, that's what it's worth, you know. And um, I'm just glad we can show these horses. And, and like I said, I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm going to keep putting the horse sale on. And, and we kind of found a home there at Scottsdale. We kick off the Sun Circuit Quarter Horse Show, which starts the next day with the Low Horse Futurity. And uh, I want to have a live auction. You know, I love live auctions. Um, we've seen a lot of people going completely online. And, you know, man, I want to be able to – these buyers can come put their hands on the horse and – and have a chance to ride them and, and stuff over there. So plus, I'm gonna I'm, chime I'm gonna in. keep doing that. I'm gonna chime in here yeah. on the auctioneer part. I can promise you this, Jason. I've been in the auction business over 20 years, and I don't care what algorithm or what format they develop. There is not gonna be one computer that ever knows if there's a hundred dollars left in that buyer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you follow me? You know, I just like the yeah, I just like the live auction because we got the people there and and. You know, it's kind of fun, honestly, to get everyone together. Amen. And it's almost like our, our sales become like almost like a big reunion. It's Social event. Fun to see. Sure. Yeah. And um, I tell people, hey, just come and check it out. You don't got to buy a horse. Just come. And you're going to see old friends that you haven't seen or whatever. And you might have seen them last year. 
I'm like these consigners, I've got a lot of new friends and my friends now from the consigned horses. And, um, you know, it's just awesome. Like, right. Okay. I'll just go through some of our consigners. I mean, Ryan Vaughn on, um, he's bringing good horses again this year. Every year he's been bringing high quality horses. So people can know with confidence that a horse from Ryan is, is, is what he says it is. And then, um, working with him now, um, Ranger Hill. So those two guys are training together. So between the two of them, there's about 15 horses coming from their program. And you just can have confidence that these horses are good horses. And um, Colton Classen and Taylor Cherry, they're from Alberta. They're bringing three again that, you know, they're just um, good horses. Um, Tate Kirkenslager, Dakota Kirkenslager, they're bringing, he's bringing a couple horses again this year. I mean, the list can go on of who, you know, these, these consigners that, um, that, were, that are bringing horses and, and that's just kind of fun too, that I've been, became friends with all these guys and we see them every year. And then now there's a lot of repeat buyers that, that are coming to looking for, you know, a Ryan Vaughn on horse or a Dakota Curtis Lager horse. I mean, so that's kind of cool that they come and they're looking for those guys' horses and they know they can find them at our horse sale. So for me, that's just kind of been rewarding in itself, you know, that we've put that together and, Everybody can get together and have a big reunion and, and, you know, get a chance to sell some horses and then these buyers get a chance to buy some good horses. So that's kind of, for me, um, I guess the rewarding part of it. When I started 19 years ago, that was kind of my goal and that it's kind of came to that and stayed that way is, is definitely, um, something I can be proud of, I guess. Hey man. Yeah. And you now you've set a presidents, um, uh, certainly in Arizona, you know, um, for good quality horses and, and you offer opportunity um, for people to come and, and buy one and, and go home with a, you know, something that's going to be um, fun and enjoyable. And like we say, you know, a lifestyle, a lifestyle experience. Uh, Jason, just a little, throw you kind of a little bit of a curveball maybe here, but uh, you know, one thing, uh, especially with the AQHA, when they started this, um, uh, you know, semen, uh, frozen semen, cool semen, and then also the embryo deal. And uh, that was supposed to decimate the industry uh, because then at that point in time, every person could have a good horse. Uh, and that doesn't seem to have happened yet. W- what's your thought on that? Yeah, you know, I mean, I've been around a lot. I mean, I've been uh, in my life, you know, witnessed all that happening, you know. And um, I think it probably has, if anything, it's kind of um, – Unfortunately, it's maybe kind of killed off the small-time breeder, a guy that would have a, a, a local stallion and breed, you know, 10 to 20 mares in his area. That's probably hurt those guys. Um, I'm guessing that the ship semen and all that. But what it has done, I mean, it's, it's made the, you know, the industry in the QHA where you can, you can breed your mare to one of these high-end stallions and she can stay in your local vet and, and you can get all that done. And now with all these nominations, you know, Riata buckle and Royal crown and the Ruby buckle and all this kind of stuff. Um, there's a lot of opportunities and it's, it's helped the horse market and people kind of like getting involved with, with these shows and stuff and security. So I sure think it, you know, it, it's it probably grown it and made it, you know, kind of the craziness we're seeing now. I mean, 
I guess we can contribute that and uh, multiple embryos out of mares and stuff. And I mean, you really see it in the cutting horse world and the racehorses, the HQHA racehorses. Um, so, I mean, I don't know that I have an opinion on either way. I mean, um, I know it's the, the, the horsepower is probably extremely good in every discipline because of that, you know, multiple embryos out of phenomenal mares and ship seem on these, these, these outstanding stallions. So that has definitely made the horsepower that we're seeing in the last 10, you know, 15, 10, 15, 20 years. Um, just the, 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 it's insane, you know, with your, uh, you know, just your different bloodlines that have just kind of came to the top. So I, I don't know. I think it's, it's kind of cool to see the, the, the ability of these horses, these things, I guess, is probably what I could go with. And then, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens when the cloning deal starts to, you know, get more economical where uh, more and more people can, you know, clone horses. Yeah, that's, that's crazy to me like, to think that, you know, but I might not, I don't know, at that point I might be like, man, man. <laughs> <laughs> let's stay away from that. But well, that's I, my, I don't really have an opinion on it. You know, I mean, my deal is, hey, if I get a good horse to train, and it does, you'll see a lot of times, I mean, the, the higher end bloodlines are easier to train, there's no doubt, you know. Well, um, I, I heard an interview on uh, um, Dick Yates the other day. And they were talking, you oh, know, yeah. they were asking him some questions. They said, Dick, you know what? He was basically in a nutshell, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, shortening it up, but he basically saying that there are a lot of these horses kind of train their self. We just kind of need oh, to get yeah. out of the way. They're so intelligent, you know, and they're so athletic, yeah. you know, and probably you and I think, um, well, probably you did yourself, but um, certainly Dick probably rode a lot of hammerheads in his life. And then, yeah, no, yeah, I mean, he's, he's correct. I mean, Dick Gates is a living legend, you know, yeah. he's seen it all. So, I mean, um, yeah, the horses probably, I'm, yeah, they're way easier to train. Even since I started training 30-some years ago, um, I would say that. I mean, and we've gotten better. All the trainers, you know, I've been fortunate myself personally to, to go ride and work, you know, around other top trainers and pick up, pick up things from them. And then apply it to what I'm, my horses, and you know, I kind of tell my boys, hey, if we pay attention and we go somewhere, if you go to the, the rain cow horse show or the cutting, go watch the guys in the in the practice pen uh, when they're out schooling their horses at midnight or four in the morning. That's where you're going to learn something, <laughs> and that's so true. You know, my my oldest son Wyatt, he was this last fall, he was up in uh, the cutting horse show in Idaho with his tack trailer, and every morning he was out there in the practice pen helping Grant Setnica and uh, school his horses. And he's like, man, he called me every day about seven o'clock and they already, they already schooled like 15 horses, you know, starting at four in the morning. And he's like, man, it was awesome. You know, it's time to do this and that. So the trainers all gotten to pick each other's brain and everybody keeps getting better and better and the horsepower is better. Yeah. So that's just kind of, uh, yeah, to witness it's just amazing really. Well, and then to the internet, YouTube, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, this information, you know, when you were a teenager that you had to actually physically see if you wanted to see something Al Dunning did, you had to go watch him at his place. Right, yeah, and exactly. Of course, now you uh, can watch a YouTube uh, clip that has 300,000 downloads of Al Dunning. 
Yeah, that's right. It's just this whole technology. You know, people ask me all the time, you know, because auctioneers uh, today are probably way better than they've ever been. And everybody says, well, you know what, how, you know, these auctioneers are just absolutely fantastic now. Well, you know, when I was coming in the auction business, the only way you ever got to hear a good auctioneer was to go set with him. You know what I mean? Right. Well, now you have these young kids that are, uh, 12, well, I have a boy right now that I'm helping. He's 14 years old. Uh, he yeah, can go cool. to YouTube and he can listen to three or four or five of the best auctioneers in the whole wide world. And my goodness, right. it, you're going to see it's going to make a big, big difference. And yeah, it's uh but you know, that's what it's supposed to do. You know what I mean? We were talking to Joel Judd uh, earlier today and you know, Joel talked about his, um, you know, his kids and by gosh, they're better than him and they should be. Yeah, no, he raised some good kids, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, his daughters are in the cattle judging, and they're, they're, they're very well recognized in the United States. But, you know, like I said, he, you know, yeah, hopefully my boys are. You I'm know, pretty sure you'll have three Hirschberger boys are better than their dad, huh? Yeah, that's, that's my yeah. goal to raise yeah. them. And yeah, that's, if we could accomplish that in our life, we're, we're hopefully successful. And so that's my goal is that they can, you know, create their own. Um, call it legacy or whatever, you know. So, yeah, and, and isn't yeah. it cool we can do all these things around horses, you know, make good people. You know, I think that's you one bet. of the things. You know, our friend Steve Frescop, you know, he always says, you know, that yeah, this horse deal is a lifestyle deal, you know. And um, we oh, build yeah. a life around this lifestyle and the good people and, you know, and animals and that. And we're fortunate and we're blessed to live in a country that allows us to tell, do that. Oh, uh, definitely. We're blessed and fortunate for Jason, sure. Jason, we probably, I know you got better things to do than hang out here with us on the well, farm. Well, I, I got horses saddled up yeah. still, and it's not dark yet, so I'm going to go out back and get back on a few more. Thank you for being with us, but give us a lead out here on your horse sale. You know, tell everybody, the listeners here on the very end, where they need to go, the website, what okay. time. Let's lay you everything bet. out, and then, um, uh, you know, we'll, um, we'll get this out in a few days, and, and um, okay. hopefully thank you for being on. Okay, you bet. So anyway, the 19th annual Hirschberger Performance Horse Sale. Um, you can check out our website, hirschbergerhorses.com. Um, it's going to be right there at Westworld, March 1st in Scottsdale. Um, it's going to happen on a Friday. And we kick the rough horse is Saturday, Saturday, so we kick it off on Friday. The preview is also on Thursday. And um, our web, you know, Okay, one other thing is uh, we do have online bidding. It's going to be through DV auction, but all the information... It's on our website. So check out com, and hopefully we'll see you guys in Scottsdale. It'll be kind of fun. Perfect. Well, good luck to you, Jason. Proud to know you. Proud to be part of, part of this deal, and we um, wish you the best as, as you move forward. Well, I sure appreciate it. You guys get me on there. I appreciate it. Yep. For Western Ag Life, this is Dean Fish signing off on behalf of Paul and Matt.